the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Hey, Brian, do you have a favorite dad joke? A favorite dad joke? Uh, joke, Bad joke, same tomato, potato, whatever. My dad is so fat. Is that... Kind of what you're talking? No, <laughs> no. Just like a bat. All right, that's, that's exactly how I. Like that. Uh, here, I'll give you an example. One I just heard the other okay. day, and it got way too big of a response for me. <laughs> the joke goes like this: My dog tried to catch the fog, missed. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's just, but that's just clever wordplay, though. That's not. It, that's it not is. a dad joke. I think that's funny. I will never, I'll never write something as misunderstood as that joke is. Right. That's just, you're welcome, everybody. Um, And welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, This is for Thursday, January 28th. And I'm Jason Allen King, comedian, writer, landscaper, philander, (laughs) philanthropist. Sure. What's the right one? I'm neither of those. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's great to be here looking at the celebrity podcast guru groundbreaker. Love it. The most quoted podcast CEO, whatever your proper <laughs> term is. You are the Charlotte's podcast CEO. Uh, Brian Baltashevitz, it's great to see you, buddy. It's good to see you too, Jason. How are things? <laughs> Um, I want to talk about this article that just came out, <laughs> sure. uh, but I will also want to say um, I had a chance to text with Will Jacobs, the busiest man with the, the new family, um, and uh, we, have, uh, we had some great texts uh, as of late, and always thinking about you, Will, looking forward to hearing you uh, uh, on the show here when, when things settle down, um, but I know he's got a lot of things in the works, so uh, what's up, Will? Um, so about this article, um, this uh, uh, was in the Charlotte Ledger, and the the title of it was kind of cracked me up. Why everyone in Charlotte suddenly has a podcast, <laughs> which is misleading because that's some snark. That's a snarky headline. Yeah, but it is a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. snarky headline, but it's a really good article, and you're all over this article. Yeah, uh, uh, that was unexpected. So when I talked to Eli, uh, Eli Portillo, the author of the of the article for Charlotte Ledger, and Eli and I have known each other for um, a couple of years and always talk about, you know, all things Charlotte because he's big into like the city's growth and stuff. He writes a lot of stuff about growth in the city. Yeah. And, I, love that. I love that. And stuff. And the article that uh, that he was writing was basically about the, the growth of uh, podcasting as a business in Charlotte. And so I, I was on the phone with him for probably 40 or 45 minutes. And I, I think I did not expect every single thing I said to him to end up in the article because, <laughs> that, was, because that was not what um, I expect. I, I was, I was, I was uncomfortably all over that, that article. Yeah. It oh, I, I, a I, I said that not, not with any, uh, uh, with no cheek to it. Of course yeah. you're quoted on that. I mean, you're the, you, I would say are the, the premier 
uh, podcasts. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I say the, I was joking when I said guru, but you're the most knowledgeable. You've got your hand in, in more podcasts and with the network and beyond. That makes sense that you would be all over that article. Yeah, it, 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 I'm, the, I'm the prettiest girl in the leper colony. It, it was... <laughs> oh, man. No, I'd, I'm kidding. I'd go for it. I'd, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd hit that. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was flattering. It was not at all what I um, expected, really. I thought, you know, I didn't think it would be, it would be as much about, you know, the network and kind of, you know, what we're doing with the network. And then my clients were all over it. And yeah, yeah. so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a very nice article. And I was very appreciative of Eli and the ledger for, for doing that. I thought the, the, the quotes that he chose were, uh, were insightful. They were smart. It gives you a, a look into uh, what podcasts are, how to get into them, what it takes to do them, and that's that's kind of I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's this ongoing joke: everybody has one kind of thing, which isn't entirely true. Um, but again, based on some of the things that were in the article, it's become this advertising tool for some businesses, mm-hmm. not unlike the Comedy Zone. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we're com- we're a comedy centric. And once shows are back up, we do want to promote what's what's there. The brand and branding is an important thing. Um, and it seems to me like a lot of podcasts are, are doing that, dr- trying to drive business, drive away. Absolutely, yep. Um, would you say that that is like the the primary goal? Or what, what do you think is the largest piece of the pie? Is it, is it people who are passionate about something? Or is it business oriented? Like what, I'm sure there's a bunch of other options there but. yeah i don't i don't necessarily think the biggest piece of the pie at this moment is is uh business related podcast although that is growing yeah. uh marketing podcasts and 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 uh you know, podcasts about you know from individual businesses talking about their business talking to their mm-hmm. clients whether it's a realtor or an attorney right you know um but i it's definitely think that right yeah, I, I I definitely think that that's a growing element of um, podcasting right now. But I still think uh, that the biggest kind of area in uh, podcasting is sort of that sort of niche audience, right? So it's it's people who are interested in a specific TV show, and right. they just love that TV show, and they're willing to produce you know fifty two episodes of you know a year talking about that TV show or a particular band or a particular movie, right? Um, and that's what uh, uh, I think uh, podcasting does really well. Is it is it is it brings together people with uh, uh, similar interests? Mm-hmm. Who you know, it doesn't matter. It depends on you know uh, on how you define success. But you can have a perfectly successful podcast with only a hundred listeners. Sure. You know, it depends on what you want. If your goal is to make money, then, you know, that ain't going to get it done. But if your goal is to be heard and to have a good time talking about something that you're passionate about, then, you know, you're getting it done. Yeah. So, so I guess I I think I would lump a lot of that into this is this entertainment, even if entertainment to you is my dad's an engineer and you get him around other engineers or other people of similar interests, they will talk all day about engineering things. Yeah. That still to me falls into the recreation entertainment, uh, fan, like kind of fan base sort of thing. That's pretty interesting. Um, it's in one of the things that I'm seeing. And again, it's like you just said, like, you know, you get a hundred people listening to your podcast for some people it might be amazing. 
um, it gives this, you know, small voices a platform. And one of the things yeah. you said that I found, found very interesting is that it was a level playing field now. Yeah. Right. This reminds me of the nineties with indie films when they were actually in the films and not multi-million dollar movies. Exactly. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I, I find that suddenly this, the capitalist idea of everyone, whoever's got the most steam, and the most passion and the most, you know, uh, the kind of vigor to go do this are the ones who are going to be successful. Yeah. Uh, someone said in the article, uh, Wild West, where it's just everybody's out here just doing their best, fighting to get to wherever they need to get to. Uh, yeah. that, that's something really, I think that's where innovation gr grows. I think that's where competition breeds new ideas and new ways of, of doing a podcast. The fact that we went from podcasts to people filming podcasts to me is, is an interesting development right. with, yeah. with podcasts. Um, and I think that it, it boils it down to, to hard work, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's, if you are willing to put in the time, obviously if your niche is, you know, shoelaces, maybe, you know, as much hard work as you're going to put into, you're only going to get so much, but I right. think in, in, in broader uh, terms, let's just use comedy as, as yeah. that, that example. I think if you put in, you know, the hard work and come from, from a unique angle and all the, and I think hard work kind of encompasses all of that. Mm -hmm. There's an opportunity for success there. I would think. Um, would you say, so I, I want to kind of want to branch off a little bit on this, but this is something that I've have preached before is, and that is diversity in yourself as a, as an entertainer, as a comedian. Mm -hmm. And that is have a lot of irons in the fire. Right. I, I think just going out and saying, I'm going to be the best comedian in the world is one thing, but no one's ever going to see you if they could tell how to find you. If you're not on social media, if you're not doing something, being unique, James R. Hustle, I'll invoke James R. Hustle on this and how that dude, uh, is always trying to find the unique way to let people know who he is and what he's yeah. doing. Um, uh, you know, hit, hit the, the podcast button for that as well. Um, and I'm like, one of my goals is incre increase my Instagram followers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting coached on that. I'm getting on all my social media, what I'm trying to do, maybe even considering TikTok because, you know, I'm not an old fogey, uh, Brian. I, <laughs> I, am, I can be taught new things, you know? <sighs> I'm not going to dance. I, I will tell you that. Well, then I don't know why you'd get on TikTok if you're not <laughs> willing to dance. Cause that's, you know what I might do. Listen, I might dance, whatever it takes <laughs> to be funny and you know, whatever the hell dancing would be me dancing would be funny, but I do think that's, that's an important thing, this diversity. So let me ask you this again, to put this through a comedy lens. Um, is it essential yet for, not every comic, but if you're a comic and you are on the cusp, let's say, um, you're, you're trying to really get your name out there. Is it essential to have a podcast, to be on a podcast? Is it essential? No. Is it a, is it a good idea? Yeah. I think if there's an industry that has been impacted perhaps the most by podcasting and the proliferation of podcasting, I think it's, it's probably comedy, right? I mean, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, every, you know, every, I mean, Bill Burr doesn't need a podcast. Sure. And yet he's got one, you know, uh, and, and, and I think I, it can only help you. It can only help you connect with your fans. It can only help you develop new fans. You, you know, know we have the, a question though, actually, and forgive me for interrupting you. Sorry? Uh, can it go badly? 
Sure. Yeah, I uh, what's his name lost that gig on uh, Saturday Night Live because of something he said in a podcast right two years ago. Uh, now I can't even pull his name. So yeah, um, that's a good point. But, uh, so, but I, yeah, I sure. agree with what you're saying, though. Um, you know, re- realistically, like more content that you're producing, and again, this is all. Let's let's say this out, out front, right? This is all considering that you're putting your best foot forward in all of this. If you're just a, you know you're just going to sit around and shoot this shit over literally nothing and, and call it comedy. I don't think that's, that's fair. Far be it for me to be the judge of what comedy is or what, whatever. Like, I don't want to get into that conversation, but if you're shitting around and not trying, that maybe doesn't count. Right. Yeah. Even this show, you know, more often than not, you know, lately over the past, you know, year or so, we have not had, guests you know necessarily getting guests has, has been difficult during COVID it was you know a challenge before and so it like you know this podcast feels like it's just you know two or three friends you know getting together and kind of you know chewing the fat and talking about what's going on and things like that but there's some work that goes into it you know Jason you're yeah. referring to notes right now so you put some work into the content sure. Sure. here it, it it can't just be there's two or three things that people do in podcasts that to me are, are a mistake and that's showing up unprepared and just thinking they can just wing it through an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't as a comedian, unless you're really, really good at what you're doing, you wouldn't just, you know, show up one night without, you know, a plan of what you're going to do and think, you know, you can just wing it for 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, without some sort of structure. I think kind of the second cardinal sin is thinking that you and your buddies are much funnier than you really are. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. There's a whole bunch of comments. You just (laughs) heads popped up like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I, you know, you guys may think you're hilarious. I promise you're probably not as funny as I promise. (laughs) Guarantee it. And then the third element is, um, I mean, this happens a lot is the people who think that they're funnier when they're drunk. And so they'll drink in the, in the, you know, during the course of their podcast. And then it just ends up being an ugly sloppy mess by the end of the podcast. That is a a huge mistake. There's only Uh, some of us who can pull that off, Brian. That's exactly right. You've been drinking since noon (laughs) and here you are. I feel a little targeted on that one. Um, (laughs) It's iced tea guys it's iced tea uh no no you bring up some really really great points i think structure is is uh, coming from someone who considers himself a writer i've had enough writing under my belt i guess maybe to say that but if you don't have a plan uh you're that's you're going to get lost let's just put it that way you don't have some structure like you said i just i i Obviously, there's uh, you know special instances to, to all things, but yeah, cause show up with a plan. I think you're hearing it from someone who's worked with people who do podcasts all day long. People like pay attention to this, like figure get get some structure. It's a really good good idea. Beginning, middle, and end. And Aristotelian yeah. storytelling has been around literally thousands of years at this point. Don't, yeah. don't get me into that kind of history, but. Uh, Beginning, middle, and end. Like, d- develop a story to your podcast. Develop a, you know, what you want to do. Ha- at yeah. least come up with how you're going to open and close, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it, 
Um, and that's where, I mean, even, you know, seasoned broadcast professionals have difficulty with those opens, closes and tosses to breaks. You know, mm -hmm. that's like the hard part because everything else, they kind of know where they're going and then they get to the toss to the break and they're like, I don't know how to get out of the segment. You know, I've seen like seasoned broadcast professionals struggle with stuff like that. Um, and, you know, a lot of podcasters are not seasoned broadcast professionals. So don't just assume that you know, you can just, you know, pop yourself down in front of a mic. And, and I think the other thing is just have something to say, you know, yeah. I, you know, you can, no matter what, you know, your topic is, you're going to get to episode four or five or six and you're going to be like, I don't know what, I got nothing left. Yeah. Right. You know, sure. So, you know, so make sure that, you know, whatever your topic is, that it's um, sustainable yeah. And that it's something that you're passionate about because it's not just plopping yourself down in front of a mic and talking for 30 minutes. It's, you know, you've got to, you know, you need to sustain it over weeks to develop an audience, if not months. Yeah. And then also after four episodes, if you're, you know, if your topic is a specific Norwegian death metal band that that you know you're just really passionate about. Well, you got me a death metal buddy. <laughs> uh, you know, four or five episodes in, you might have exhausted their library of music, and <laughs> you know. And then what are you going to do? Yes. So, you're, so it, yeah, it's much to ABBA and things. Exactly. Other Swedish groups. Yeah. So it's it. It's not. You know, people think it's easy. Um, um, the showing up and recording the podcast is almost the easiest part because it's it's hopefully something you're passionate about. It's something you already know about. The, the hard part is the work you do before the episode, and then the relentless self promotion afterwards. Because yes, yeah, so you're you got to tell people you're getting into to uh, what I would call production work. This is this gives me a production boner. Uh, yeah, right. His ears. Uh, you take out movie and insert podcast. You make your movie and prep. Anyone who is uh, any any salt uh, in, in production knows that shooting the movie is is easy. Yeah, all of your work is done in, in preparation. Yeah, um, we did a, we did a commercial not long. It was over the summer uh, where it was a complicated commercial and uh, it was a public spot. You may have seen it where the carts drive themselves. We had we shut down multiple roads in Charlotte. We had drone shots. We had all this stuff going on. There there were days and days and days of prep for this. Myself and the assistant director, we went and met on Moorhead Street. We were closing down South Boulevard. It was a big deal. Yeah. And we we actually met there more than once. We had constant meetings on what it takes, what it's going to look like. Absolutely going from every angle. We had like three or four cameras, you know, we covered this so much. It was crazy. Midnight, the night before we shot, I got to be there at 4.30 in the morning. I get a call. Long story short, I was, I had spent 20 minutes with someone who had been with someone who had COVID. Uh. So I immediately had to call the producers and say, I, I can't do this. Oh, no. I can't go be a part of this thing. And so that was pretty much what happened. It was okay. And the handoff to the AD and to the crew and everything that happened went off without a hitch uh, because we covered all yeah. of our bases because we yeah. did so much prep at the beginning. That is how I think everything should be approached, whether you're talking about a podcast, a comedy set, 
I'm shooting a short film, whatever it is, cover all your bases. You're yeah. never gonna be mad that you spent too much time prepping for something. Yeah. I used to teach a uh, production process class and I always spent the most amount of time in the pre-production process for that very reason, right? You know, yeah. you button up, you know, you dot all your I's, you cross all your T's. Redundancy, redundancy. Yep. And, and, and we used to do an exercise with the class where the class was a, a production company. And so, so, you know, we're going to do the shoot and we have to travel for the shoot. Where are we going to go? And they'd throw out a bunch of locations and I would pick kind of, you know, a medium far location then decide what the story is and then assign roles and then go through every little thing that, you know, how are we going to get there? What are we going to eat? What's everyone getting paid? Where are we going to stay? What are we, you know, yeah. um, what if it rains? Where do we charge our battery? All the little things that, that like, you know, you have to think of in the, the, the pre-production process. And then I always said that if you've got all those things buttoned up and all of those items in your pre-production process taken care of, you know what's going to happen if this happens. What if that happens? What if this happens? You've got plan A, B, C, and D. Even as a producer, you know, I will always have a plan D in the back of my head that I don't even share with anybody. You know, and if I get to plan D, you know, and I got to start telling people what we're going to do, then things have gone horribly wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, 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 at least there's a plan there. Right. Right. And, and if you're ready for literally everything that can happen, then when things do go wrong and they will. Um, they will. That's, that's exactly right. They will. When things do go wrong, then it's less of a problem and more of an opportunity because you can embrace this thing that went wrong and you can pivot. I, I, you know, I'm hesitant to use the word pivot, but you can come up with another solution or get creative, you know, yeah. and that's where the real creativity is, is in the problem solving. And so you, sure. you, 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 you know, you have a, a script that's your map through the wilderness, but, you know, along your way, you know, along the way from point, a, it's like a roadmap, right? So, so you, from point A to point B to point C, you might want to stop and see the world's largest ball of twine. Who if would? you're prepared, well, of course, who wouldn't? <laughs> if you're prepared for everything, then you have an opportunity to deviate from your script. That's right. Go see the world's largest ball of twine. There's something to be said for, for all the time you're going to spend with the people that you're working with to understand how they work. Yep. That's the other part of this is, is, I mean, ask any HR manager, yeah. uh, understanding who you're working with and, and how, how are they motivated? How do they handle stressful situations? How do they do all that? That's an, there's an opportunity in your, in your preparation to figure out what that is. Yeah. And because the gods of production and, and podcasting have a sense of humor, the pre-production process <laughs> is the most important part of the process. It's also the least fun. Yes, <laughs> it's the most boring thing you're going to do. Exactly right. That's why it's called hard work. Nothing that we do here is hard. Right. It's either boring or, exactly. or, or, or not. Like that's, none of this stuff is, is exciting. Like, I'm yeah. figuring out where your crew is going to stay in an overnight in Minot, North Dakota <laughs> is not necessarily the funnest part of the production process. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so... And I had in my mind, we're kind of covering some of this, but, you know, it's, you know if, if we're talking to comics right now um, or fans of comedy who want to do a podcast about comedy, somewhat mm -hmm. like we're, we're, we're doing, um, you know, where do you start? I have to assume it's what are your goals? Ask yourself why you want to do it. Right. Um, 
and we again we touched on it, it's like not having a direction is a real turnoff for me. If if I'm yeah. not hearing in a podcast where it's going yeah. or some sort of direction, I, I I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, the biggest thing to me is, 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 you know, ask yourself, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Is it because you love the sound of your own voice? The, uh, not good enough. You know, yeah. your, you know, nobody else is going to love your own voice the same amount that you love your own voice. So, yes, you know, you got to have something to say, you got to be passionate about it. And especially if you're a comedy a podcast and hopefully we you know in the almost six years now that we've been doing the comedy zone podcast hopefully more often than not we have been funny but if you're going to call yourself a comedy podcast you better be funny better be funny that's yeah. right that's right you know, i I, do like, I like to think in terms of our goal if people are showing you know tuning into this and looking for the all the last is this i think is is probably more more informative about comedy and mm-hmm especially when the world is open uh, about, yeah. you know, some insight into, into the comedy world, uh, information on, uh, on comedy comedians and, and, you know, what's happening and also where you can find it here locally. Those are the things I think that we, we strive towards. Um, and, and on this note, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, there's a couple podcasts that I wanted to recommend and some uh, other uh, specials that are coming out I wanted to bring up and, uh, yeah, a couple other things. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back after the break. See, that's how you get into a break, Brian. That's how you do it. That is pro, Jason. smooth as silk. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your in-person or virtual appointment today at orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, it's a Comedy Zone podcast. I'm Jason Allen King with the genius brain of uh, Brian Baltashevitz and in all things g- comedy and podcasting. I just, this is a delight. To have you. <laughs> Actually, you're having me here. You know what I mean. You know. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that this has been a good conversation for anyone, yeah. who, you know, especially comics who are uh, kicking around the idea. You know, the technical side's all there for you. Uh, put a plan together. Yeah. You know? Get, it's get, all get, about the prep. The getting on stage is the easy part. That's right. That's it's everything right. you've done to get to get onto that stage is, yep. is the the important part. And I want to bring up a couple uh, podcasts, uh, comedy-related podcasts. Maybe people have not heard of these before, but WTF uh, with Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... Mark Marin, if you just read about him, if you don't know who it is, first of all, he's an amazing comedian, but he's had a very uh, circuitous uh, career in comedy. Uh, he's 
been not popular for a long time. I'm inside like comedy inside baseball. Yeah. He's had uh, fights and disagreements and with a number of comics throughout the years, but he's worked with literally everybody. He's been around forever. And I think what was going to be a dwindling fading of a career, I, I think was very much uh, reinvigorated by him doing a podcast out of his garage in, I think the Valley in, in LA and, and I think he, he among, he, he with everybody else learned how good he is as an interviewer, as a researcher, um, as a, as someone who can, uh, we we're just talking about fill time. He can be interesting. He can be, uh, he, he's a very intelligent person. He covers a lot of, he's got a, a, a pretty good take on a lot of different topics. He's a huge fan of music. He plays, but he will admit he's not the best, you know, guitar player. And it's just, He'll interview comics to politicians. He's, he, I think he had Obama come out to his garage. In his garage, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, musician, if you're a fan of music, you're going to love this guy. Go. He, he's, he's an encyclopedia of knowledge of, of music, and he's had really great uh, conversations. Um, Tom York he had from uh, uh, Radiohead, and it was one of the best conversations I've ever heard anyone have with, with Tom York, and I've looked yeah. for them. I'm like a big fan. So he's fantastic go. He's interviewed everyone from SNL as everyone on the show. He's got some history with SNL about having, he, he wasn't chosen. It's just, he's fantastic. Anyway. Uh, so definitely check that one out. That's my number one. That's my go-to. Mm -hmm. He's just the best. Uh, number two, have you heard uh, uh, how Neil feel Neil Brennan's uh, podcast? I've not. No. Yeah. So he puts it on YouTube. Okay. Films it. And Neil, to me, is one of the new, I mean, he's been around forever. He's great. Yeah. We've just seen him emerge as this stand-up comic, sort of, I would say, nationally. Um, and for the people who don't know, he was behind all of, basically, Chappelle's uh, film work and, and a lot of his stand-up and stuff. Uh, he's brilliant. He really is a, a brilliant. I'm only, you know, a handful of podcasts, and I literally... Uh, Ike Eikenberry, a uh, friend of the show, told me I, I got to listen to it, and he was totally right. Uh, one of the things that he's done, he so far as I can tell, is he'll go from mundane things to some pretty heavy topics, um, and he just has a, a very very sharp perspective on everything. He is he is his and Chappelle's voice are are similar. I would say mm -hmm. they come from different places, but they're you know. Uh, very, very sharp in that way. But he had an episode with uh, Chris Rock on that is, you have to listen to it. You're getting stuff out of Chris Rock because they've known each other for years and years and they are, they're friends. I mean, they, they're yeah. people who hang out and talk daily, even in, even in the, the pandemic. So Neil's bringing out stuff that I've never knew about Chris Rock before. And it is heartbreaking. I mean, it is like kind of devastating information mm -hmm. that I was just not ready for that, uh, Chris Rock opens up in a really big way. So I don't know, check that out. Cause I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chris Rock and he uh, talked about like growing up and who his dad was. And um, there's a lot of uh, race conversation and what it, you know, what it meant to him and how he got started as, as a 19 year old in comedy. It, it is yeah. just going to knock your socks off. Um, but, you know, bring your big boy brain cause you're going to need to keep up. <laughs> there's a lot going on there. I like that. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. And also about Chris Rock, which I, I realized um, from this, from uh, how Neil feel, 
He was on there. And then he went and did, um, oh man, uh, what's his name from SNL? He's got, he had a show um, that was on one network and then it went over to Netflix. Um, uh, David Spade? David Spade's show. Yep, yeah. Yep. I'm the worst with names. And he was on there talking about some of the stuff. So, you know, do you see his uh, Chris Rock's show, uh, special, The Tambourine? Mm-hmm, yeah. You saw that one? Yeah. Um, so he. <laughs> He's basically re-released it, but that's yeah, he did. Yeah, so he talks about it on How Neil Feel that he went back to it. This has never been done by any special, by the way. He went back through and he watched. He he filmed over two hours of footage for mm-hmm. that, which was just knocking everybody out. Like, well, why did you do? You did an hour special. He's like, yeah. What? First of all, I got to do a show for people who showed up, right? And I want to be able to make adjustments or whatever. They went back to it. And evaluating, it's like, there's so much good material that we cut out of it just for time and, you know, mm-hmm. schedule, what have you. So he basically, they're calling it an extended cut, um, but it's never been done before. So huh. it's on Netflix. It's called the Tambourine Extended Cut, I believe is what it's called. Um, and I'll admit, it was not my favorite Chris Rock special. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little darker. It wasn't quite as funny. It was a very self-evaluating yeah kind of self-effacing actually for, for Chris Rock. It, it was a much more personal um, special, which, you know, his other stuff was just, you know, just driving hard hitting sort of comedy. This one was much more reserved. It was lower energy and uh, what, well, you know, it wasn't bad. It's just, you know, it was a little different for him. So I'm really kind of curious what this uh, extended cut would be. Um, and also um, this is not a podcast, but I'm very excited that Jesus Trejo, I don't know if that name means anything to you, mm-hmm. but uh, his new special just came out on uh, Showtime. Cool. You got to see it. I, I haven't seen it. I'm not suggesting I have. I'm going to, I'm finally in a place where I can go. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> yeah. And it, he is fantastic. To me, he's one of the, the people I've worked with over six, seven years now that is one of the, he's just one of the best comics I've seen. Yeah. He's an amazing joke writer. He tells stories in there, completely unique perspective that I am I'm not from his world or anything that he's sort of done. And yet I'm right there in it with him. He's just absolutely a brilliant guy. I, I hosted for uh, Polly Shore and Jesus was uh, the opener. Okay. I want to say I had maybe five hosting gigs under my belt by this point. So. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest that was any good, <laughs> but the show was good. Polly seemed to, we got along with Polly and I got along fair yeah. enough, I guess, but, but Jesus was super cool to hang out with and talk comedy. And he knew that I was cool. a new guy and, and he spent some time talking to me and that stuck with me. So it's cool. Check it out. I, I'm excited. He was just on Chuck Johnson's, uh, the check drop his podcast. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Chuck Johnson is uh, owner operator of uh, Summit Comedy. Um, okay. He puts people all over the country, and he's a he's a really great guy too. But he had uh, Jesus Trejo on his, and they were talking about uh, they were talking about this special. So I think uh, if I give anyone uh, you know the full full marks, like Jesus Trejo is the guy. Go see him. It's cool. You never, you never heard of him? Even better because yeah. he's gonna he's about to knock you out. Um, He's fantastic. That's awesome. Um, we've had some, uh, to change gears here, we've had some major shifts uh, in 
the country uh, as of the last couple weeks here. Oh, of course we're talking about uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Hulu. I don't know. Uh, politically, obviously, there's some, some big shifts that, that have happened, and I think I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That's good, right? I think. Well, maybe, probably not. Probably not everybody. Yeah, maybe that, not if you're. In, yeah, but <laughs> I guess something about the change that the the release of tension a little bit is. For, for I'd say a little bit better than half the countries that's happening. I'm not trying to be political in any way. That's not my goal here. We're not a political activist. In fact, I'm trying to be not political in any way. Yeah. I'm not the only person who's looking at Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert and Seth Meyers and literally everybody else who's just hammering away at this, this political, uh, Focus. It is laser focus on politics for what's fe- what's felt like years. And I can imagine if you were a supporter of the previous administration that you were frustrated by it too. Because I just don't like dealing with politics, and I yeah. get it. I understand. That he was a goon, you know. I I'm totally on board with all that. But it's been a saturated political humor has been is so saturated in in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Uh, I'm just exhausted by it. And I think everybody is. And I think there's an opportunity right now to move on. I was, I'm always glad that Jimmy Fallon never really sort of, he didn't lay into it like other, other talk show hosts did, I think. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why he didn't do that. Yeah, I was um, <laughs> or, <laughs> far be it for me to judge uh, anyone's yeah. brain power, but um, I like Jimmy Fallon. I'm, I'm probably not, not in the, I'm in the minority on that. You one. certainly are in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he's better than anybody else. I just, I'm, I'm fine with him being who he is. I'll put yeah, it yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, in general, Brian, I think audiences everywhere are exhausted by, yeah. by politics. And that's, I, I, I have to assume, unless you, that is your, you know, that is your shtick. That is literally what you got into comedy for Lewis black. Like if you're not him. Yeah. I kind of don't really want to, we've been living it every, every day. Everyone's been getting their fill of, of politics and, and it's not been funny. So I think it's, I think everyone's going to benefit from walking away from it. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. I, th- I think unless you're, you're, and I'm trying to pull his name he used to do specials all the time. I'm looking up real quick. Um, Mark Russell, unless you're Mark Russell, <laughs> who built his entire career out of writing songs about politicians. <laughs> Maybe now's a good time to back up a little bit. I mean, I know that there's important things that we need to talk about, obviously, and certainly things as a country that we need to iron out that I think, you know, certain politicians, I think, you know, but I, you know, I don't know that Carrot Top needs to be doing you know, you 20 minutes about politics. <laughs> you know, I think I think it's okay if we, you know, if we don't get Carrot Top's take on the on the current political situation. I think it's probably all right, right? And I'm sure there's, there's some people who are like, you know what? We really do need to see a Carrot Top with a pu- with a puppet of whoever the next guy is that's going to yeah. be under the under the knife. But yeah, like I'm just let's uh, I don't know. Let's test ourselves, right? Yeah, like. Let, I'm challenging everybody basically to let's get back to fart jokes, Brian. I'm ready. I love the fart jokes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm ready. 
We did the whole thing on plumbing last week. Brian said, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Not on plumbing, on plumbing issues. I should clarify. Yes, that's right. It was, yeah. It was yes. It, it went much deeper than that. <laughs> but it's true that the, the the politics there was a first of all it was so heated, but there was an absurdity to it with the conspiracy theories and all these things that really did come to a peak and suddenly they became they weren't funny they were dangerous and it was yeah uh, it, it was just real hot and I think I'm just ready for that to to go away man and and you know we've all had this shared experience of this pandemic and. I am excited about who's going to come out and, and be the Jim Gaffigan bacon bit that totally defines this thing. Right. No one's going to do jokes about bacon anymore. Jim Gaffigan covered that shit. Like that's, that's what I want to see come out of this. Not about, not about Trump. I want to hear shit about, you know, I don't know, living alone or having your family at home with the kid, whatever there's that, you know, Family comics, we'll call them. You know, yeah. about their wife. Yeah. And I'm gonna hear like that's gonna be amazing. I think I'm excited to hear what that is. Like, who's got the quintessential COVID bit? You know, it's probably gonna be Chappelle. Yeah. What he's got, yeah. by the way. I I think my big sort of takeaway from all this, what I really wanted to get to, is I think cynicism is gonna fail. I think if we come out of this and people are just bitter and cynical and angry and and all if that's the tone of of comedy once the doors open back up i have yeah. to assume that they're gonna fail yeah right i just don't think that's gonna i don't think people are gonna want that i think people are hungry no. for something else yeah i think it, it's a it's a diversion and i think people want it to be a diversion and they they yeah i think <laughs> i think i would agree yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't, they, 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 these talk show hosts have, they have whole bits. They'll do a monologue about politics and then they'll go do their Tuesday night bit about what Trump said. It's like, come yeah. on, there's, there's more shit going on than that, guys. Yeah. It's like kind of all the same shit. We've all been trying to get through doing the same stuff. So yeah, give it, give it a rest now. What can we do now? Yeah, and it, it, coming full circle, if you're going to do that, you got to have something to say. Right. You know, it can't yeah. just be, you know, the president was an idiot. It needs to, you know, it needs to take that to another level. It needs to, it needs to do something new to that because we're, we're painfully aware, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. and, and we're just tired. We're tired. We're exhausted yeah. about it. There's a great article in Vulture, uh, uh, kind of about that. I was writing all these notes and, you know, just just flipping through. And I saw there's an article. Basically, you know, all these comedy writers were saying the same stuff. They're like, we couldn't compete. Yeah. But they were being asked to. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, that's, you know, that's just everybody doing the same shit over and over and over again. And that was super depressing. Like, like again, some, I was watching something else and someone was like, yeah, I can't wait for comedy to get get back so we don't have to listen to this shit anymore it's like uh yeah. okay well let's friggin all cross our fingers and hope yeah. that, that that we have moved on from this so i think it's important like like i said dave Chappelle, he's got covid now i had not heard that yeah 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 actually he's catching a lot of heat um he was not wearing his mask and they were hanging out with a lot of people and and again you can't tell shit from a photograph everyone's giving him a hard time i don't know i wasn't there i didn't see yeah him. who knows gonna get lambay somebody for this stuff i mean i hope he was making good decisions 
Um, I'm, I'm guilty of having done that. I've done shows and take, pull it off for a quick photo. That was a mistake. I won't do that again. Like, but I'll admit I did that. And it was, it was, it was dumb. I did it like twice. And it's like, you know, I get it. Now I don't know if Chappelle's doing that shit. Maybe he's got, you know, uh, a, a certain, maybe he was with a tighter circle of people. I don't know, uh, but we're still in the middle of this and we need to kind of do, do the right things, I guess. Um, well, I do. I find it interesting that now that now that you thought the anti-maskers were mad before, now they're saying we should wear two masks. What? <laughs> so, yeah, that, they're saying, that like now they're saying that like they're really the most <laughs> the most effective thing uh, to protect others and yourself would be to wear two masks. So oh. yeah, <laughs> so they're twice as good as anyone who thinks. Good. Doubling down for the anti-maskers. Yeah. No, doesn't everybody know you can't wear two condoms? That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? I, 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 I had not. No. Yeah. You can't wear two. See, I wear two so they fit. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Fart jokes. There you go. That's what we're talking about. That's your home. <laughs> you <just> stay. <laughs> that is your home. Stay in your home. <laughs> Good Lord, thank you for that. Uh, I, uh, on a sad note, I'm sure that you saw my uncle, Larry King. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, as soon as he went in, I think everyone had the same thought. I was like, ah, oh, man, that's, that's yeah. bad news. Larry hasn't looked healthy since he was 12. <laughs> that's fair. He stole my wardrobe and my heart over the years. <laughs> Larry King was pretty awesome. I mean, I, he's been around forever and he was a quirky guy and he was always involved in, in, uh, in comedy and stuff too, which was kind of cool. He was such an interesting character. Yeah. Uh, I was really, really bummed out that he, that he left us that way. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. He, he, he yeah, it would have been better obviously that, that he not went, but it, I, on the other hand, it's that he's 86. Right. That's the new 56. <laughs> Everyone knows that. 76 is actually older than 86 now. People don't know that. That's really <laughs> um, yeah, but you know what's funny, though? That exact statement, that attitude right there is how so many people feel about COVID. They're just like, but they're, they're old. Yeah. They're dying of oldness, not COVID. Yeah, that's exactly like, no, right. That's not. Yeah. But there is um, a great clip, if you can find it, of, uh, I mean, it's not hard to find, search for it on, uh, on YouTube, of uh, Larry King talking to uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Have you seen that clip? Oh, no, no, I have not. Where um, Larry asks, it was, it was right after the show, after Seinfeld went off the air, and Larry asks uh, Jerry Seinfeld if, if the show got canceled, or like, how does it feel if the show got canceled? And Seinfeld's like, have you done any homework? He's like, we were the number one show on TV. <laughs> like, we didn't get canceled. It's it's just it's it's really really funny. It's good stuff. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, good good for you, man. That's funny. Way to go, Larry. Thanks for being in our lives for for all this time. I think it was great. Ridiculous, but pretty great. Um, well, Brian, I think uh, I think that's it. I think we've said our piece here. Uh, move on with the political stuff. Yeah. Unless that's your thing. Um, but I think the big takeaway is a podcast and uh, hopefully we've uh, given some insight to people on how to, how to go about doing it. So we'll, uh, we'll expect to see a hundred new podcasts tomorrow based on our recommendations and, and our advice. I'd be disappointed if we didn't. <laughs> we have that kind of influence around here at the Comedy Zone podcast. Sure, I do. Um, 
I'm uh, very excited that uh, next week, Derek Richards uh, is going to be a guest on the podcast. He's a very, very funny comic, travels the country. He's been doing it for a long time. He's, he, he's just got a fascinating story. He's been through so much. So uh, tune in next week for that. Um, uh, again, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. Let's everybody uh, take care of our neighbors, wear your mask, be, you know, be good to each other. And um, that's what I got. Brian, what do you think? Uh, good. I think uh, wear two masks. Where two masks, everybody. One on the front, one on the back. One on the back. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that's some Voldemort. That's some Voldemort shit there. Look at that. A Harry Potter. How does? I wonder if he could wear a mask. Probably Voldemort. I know he couldn't wear glasses. No nose. Right, because just look at that. <laughs> well, you showing off your Harry Potter nose. <laughs> Man, I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, well, let's get out of here. All right, then. Yeah, again, for Brian Baldashevitz and Jason Allen King, this is a Comedy Zone podcast, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Baldashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.